You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. We are just, we are believing and trusting the Lord uh, for what all he has in our lives. And praise God, aren't you glad that Jesus is still on the throne? Amen. It it is, you know, uh, we were talking about, you know, because obviously Winter Bible Seminar was not, was very lightly attended. In fact, all of my friends didn't make it. They were, everything was canceled. You know, of course, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport was completely closed uh, for the two weeks. So, um, you know, we flew through Denver, praise God, which is a chance, but we made it and uh, in, into it. So, uh, but being there, God just divinely ordered our steps. God just did. We just had, you know, divine appointments. You know, this year, God's given me two words for this whole year, two things that he's told me that this is the things that we're supposed to keep our eyes open on and keep our minds on, and that is, number one, open doors. God's going to continually open doors for the body of Christ. He's going to open doors for you to minister the word of God to people. He's going to open doors of heaven. He's going to open doors. It's just an open door. We are in a place where the doors are open that we just need to find the right one to walk through. Amen? And so there's open doors. God's going before us and doing this. But the second one is the word that he gave me was renewal. Not revival, but renewal. Because what he wants us to do is renew some things on the inside of us. He wants us to stir us up. Because if we'll get renewed on the inside, we'll definitely get revived there'll be some things that are happening those are things that'll take place and uh, you know when you go full or if you go excited then you can actually dump on other people amen you just spill over you just splash around and God does good things and so we thank God for that thank God uh, for what God is doing now don't get me wrong it was a great time good time to hear the word of God and be blessed good sharing good good things that, that took place it was just good to know that we could be a blessing amen Hallelujah. So I'm going to share this morning. We're going to just jump right into this and, and share what God has been sharing with my heart. Because, you know, I've shared some things on the open door and shared some other stuff. Oh, hey, yeah, junior high. You guys get out of here. Forgot about the junior high. Yeah, go ahead. You guys can take off. You know, hey, usually uh, whoever's up here does that. <clears throat> Amen. Praise God. We're so glad. Praise God for Cameron and Samantha there taking charge and doing good things. Say glory to God. Precious, great couple, good folks. Hallelujah. Amen. We are. We're blessed. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 51, and we're going to share some truths from the Word of God. And the title, so that Greg gets the title this, this morning, the title is just called Renewal. And it's going to be something I may share continually, but it's just renewal. Uh, you know, renewal's not in the Bible, but renew is, restore is, uh, being renewed, renewing our mind. All of those things are in the Word of God. So we're going to talk about that. There's lots of scriptures that tell us about that. But how many of you know that, uh, you know, we went through a year of interesting times, and now we're coming out of it, but we went through it, okay? Now, in the midst of going through things, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to go through you know, the Bible says that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the, sa- valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But we got to walk through. A lot of people stopped and made camps. A lot of people have stopped and have allowed the, the effects of last year to hold them down for this year. You know, if you were here last Sunday when I said, okay, it's time for you guys to start making plans for vacations. You know, 
time for you to do that. I was on a plane that was completely packed, both ways, completely packed. I mean, we had to social distance in the airport, but we were packed side by side, three across. Oh, I mean, it was completely full, okay? Anyways, and uh, on the way coming back, I was with people who were coming from Disney World, who were coming from uh, uh, King Koo, and are coming from different parts of the Barbados, all over the place, coming from dude ranches, coming from all kinds of places. And I thought to myself, glory to God, at least there's folks trying. Amen. And uh, you say, oh, is there things open? Hey, there's a, there's a lot of things open if you find them. But the reason I share this is that it's time for us to walk through things and to grow through it. And I believe that we have grown through it. Amen. So it's not just walking through some things. It's, it's growing through them. But we got to understand we are passing through. Amen. I can remember when I was going through one of the most difficult times uh, uh, of some things were happening. This was back, you know, in the Pittsburgh days. But I, I had a minister, you know, was preaching and he said something and I just thought, glory to God, I'm going to hang on to that. You know, and what it was is that think it not strange. You know, First Peter chapter 4 verse 12 says, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial as though some strange thing has come to try you. Amen. First of all, man, and the, the words, think it not strange that you're being tried with fire. And then he was preaching, he went along, and then all of a sudden he said something else, this too shall pass. And I thought, think it not strange, and this too shall pass. I got my words. Hallelujah. And guess what? It passed. I made it through. See, if you'll think, not think what you're going through is strange, you'll get to walk through it and it will pass. Amen? Last year was strange. It's still strange. There's still so much fear in the world. So we've got to acknowledge faith. We've got to declare. So we have got to get renewed in our spirit. Here in uh, Psalms 51, verse 10, I'm going to read it to you out of the New King James, and I'm going to read it to you out of, the, out of the New Living. It says, Create in me a clean heart. O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Amen? I'm going to read you out of the New Living. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, one of the things that the Lord began to just share with my heart when he began to give me the scripture concerning renewing, he said the very first thing is we've got to renew a steadfast spirit on the inside of us. Steadfast. What does steadfast mean? When you're going to hold fast, you're going to hang on to it. You're going to stand in the midst of the storm. You're going to, having done all to stand, stand. And when the storm's gone, you're still going to be standing. Your house is still going to be there. Hallelujah. The winds and the rains are going to blow, and the winds are blowing so fiercely right now, so forcefully. I mean, the winds are blowing. 
You know, it's amazing. You know, here, uh, you know, we have a temperature, and it says it's 20 degrees or 25 degrees, 30 degrees, 40. Well, it never gets that cold, but how about 50 degrees? And it, it, it feels like 50 degrees. In Oklahoma, where it says it's 2 degrees, it feels like negative 20 because of the wind. There's nothing to stop the wind from the Gulf of Mexico all the way to the north. So, or when it comes down out of the north, there's nothing to stop it. It just keeps going. So everything's always, you got to look at the wind chill factor. Right now, we got a wind chill factor going across the United States. Did you know that? You know that it, it, there's this cold thing. There's all kinds of storms, everything. I mean, on the East Coast, all of my friends, they're not having church. They're having it online because their power's out. You know, their power is out and it's going to be out for days and things that are going to happen. So, you know, praying for them and those things. But there's a, there's a chill factor. There's a wind chill factor. I heard Brother Hagin say this one time when somebody asked him a question. They said, Brother Hagin, man, is it ever, has, has, has doubt and unbelief ever been so bad? What's going to, you know, and he made this statement. He said, you know, I've heard the wind blow before. He said, but it's never smelled this bad. And I thought, if he's alive today, he'd say, it's smelling worse. Okay? He's alive. I'm telling you, I've heard the wind blow before, but it, it, it you know, hasn't smelled it. But I'm telling you, it's smelling bad. Because when you, you see the fear that, it, that, it, that grips people you know, uh, around and then not wanting to talk or share, or do the, it, it's amazing. So we have to, as people of faith, people of faith, Christians, we're the ones that, number one, we've got to think right. We've got to think straight. Don't let anybody else do your own thinking. You think for yourself. Don't let me do your thinking. I'm going to tell you what the word. I always tell you what I know and let you do your own thinking. I never tell you what I think. I don't. Because what I think doesn't count. I only tell you what the word of God says. I only preach to you what I know to be true. And then you can think about it all you want to. See, that's why it never bothers me if you disagree with me. That's your problem, not mine. Hallelujah. That doesn't bother. So why don't you want? No, it's working for me. I don't want to be right and not work. See, because if I agree with you, then I got to go back to it not working. Because most people are looking for the bad and not looking for the good. They're looking for why isn't, why doesn't it work? Why, well, this is why I look at all. They want to tell you all the things of why it can't happen to them. Why good things can't happen. Why the word of God can't work. Hey, the word of God works. See, first of all, we got to create in us, we got to renew in us a steadfast spirit that the word of God is the word of God. Hallelujah. You know, somebody asked me, said, well, what was the theme or what was it all about for when it was about, you got to preach the word. You got to go back to the word, have faith, have faith in God. You know, just standing on the word of God, the word of God is going to see you through. Amen. And it is going to see you through. Amen. Now, know what it says. He said, don't cast away from me your presence. Aren't you glad for the presence of God? The presence of God. Because where his presence is, is everything. And we sense and know the presence of God. Then that's where we know where God's at and what God's doing and what he wants to do. And, of course, he's not going to take his Holy Spirit from you. That's David talking about those things. But what he wants to do, he goes on to say, is let's restore to me the joy of your salvation. Have you know, Christian, we need to restore our joy. Hallelujah. Amen. See, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And however much joy you want to have is however much joy you, have to, you, you need to have. The Bible says we draw joy out of from the inside of us. Amen. 
We've got to restore something. We've got to renew. See, as Christians, we've got to have a renewal of the Spirit of God that, hey, guess what? Our God is God. He's alive and well. He hasn't left us. He hasn't forsaken us. God's still on the throne, and God's still doing great things. God's still healing. God's still delivering. God's still supplying. Hallelujah. God's still a miracle-working God, and we're watching him do it. Amen. We've got to stand up, and we've got to shout it from the housetop. Amen. We, we've got to do that. You know, it, it's amazing that it says, uphold me by your generous spirit. You know, in, in the New Living, it says, you know, and make me willing to obey you, which is totally different from what your thought processes would be, except, no, that when you know how generous and how wonderful the Lord is, then it just makes you the more generous. How do you know that we've got to be the part that meets the needs to everybody in the whole world. Thank you for your overwhelming response. See, you just thought, oh, man, they're going to take my money. <laughs> Listen, you've got you've to understand that when you, he who waters others waters himself. Amen? The Bible says when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord and he repays you. The Bible says when you sow, you're going to reap. See, we forgot about some things. You know, you've got to always have enough for you. There's always going to be. But we've got to be the ones that are going to be the ones that rise up and say, yes, this is the time where the Gentiles are going to run to the church. Hallelujah. For their spiritual, physical, the needs. We're the ones that are going to be so blessed. Amen. If you don't believe that, I just told God, God, all the ones that don't believe, give me all theirs. So if you lack it and you say, well, you got mine. I say, yeah, I did because you wouldn't believe it. Amen. No, no, we got to take hold of the word of God. Amen. You know, Isaiah 43, verse 2, you know, uh, Brian Heck did a great job on Wednesday. I listened to it and everything. And, uh, but he, he, he said a scripture that was when he really liked in Isaiah 43, verse 18, talking about, behold, I do a new thing. You know, he's going to do that there. But so I read the whole chapter, but when I was reading this, Isaiah 43, 2, which went with my sermon I'm doing today, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Notice you're walking through. If you stop and stay, you're going to drown and you're going to get burned. And then you're going to get mad. It's because you stopped walking. You got to walk through it. Amen? Even when they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire, and they said, did not we see three men in there? I see four men walking. Four men walking. They're walking around like, yeah, this is awesome. Hallelujah. The fire's not on us. It's not gonna, and they come out, not even the smell of smoke was on them, the Bible says. See, we look at this. Yeah, we've been walking through the waters. Man, they're, they're there. But they're, you know, here it says, I'm going to be with you. You're going to pass through the I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Whoo, glory to God. We see the power and the presence of God that's going to be made manifest. Amen? And then Psalm 66, verse 12, out of the New Living Bible says this. It says, then you put a leader over us, and we went through the fire and the flood, but you brought us to a place of great abundance. The King James Version says, there'd be those that are going to ride over the top of our head, but you've brought us to a wealthy place, a place of great abundance, which simply means the church, 
hallelujah, is going to rise up and be the church and we are going to be the voice of the Lord God Almighty in the earth, all around the earth. And we are going to be the place that people can run to and get help in every aspect of life. Amen? But we've got to renew that is. We've got to renew the, wait a minute, we've got the answer. We've got everything. Amen? We've got it. Hallelujah, we've got it. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, as, as we see this, what happens is, is that God wants us to go through life. He wants us to go through life, number one, joyful. Turn to your neighbor and say, smile, it'll help you. <sighs> he wants us to go through joyful. Say, you don't know what, I ain't got nothing to smile about. But that's the key. Then you need to get Jesus. You need to get born again. You need to, remember what David said? Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Do you know his salvation is joyful? It's not hard. He's not a taskmaster. It's joyful. How about, well, you know what's going on? I know. See, if you would stop looking about what's going on in your life, looking about all the things that are going on here, and begin to acknowledge how great God is, and how wonderful salvation, and how wonderful it is to be born again, how wonderful it is to be filled with the Spirit, how wonderful it is to have a relationship with God, your life would turn around. It would change. It would change. Isn't it so wonderful that we know the truth by the Spirit of God and that we uh, got different joy than everybody else in the world? He told us that we've got to go, we've got to go through life and we've got to go through joyful. He doesn't only want us to go through joyful, but he wants to go through strong. The Bible says it's, 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 it's the strong spirit of a man that shall sustain him in times of trouble and of bodily pain. The strong spirit of a man. Well, how do we get our spirit strong? How do we get our strength of spirit? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, strength of spirit comes from strength of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You feed your spirit because you feed your spirit on the word of God, which feeds your faith, which makes you strong. Amen. Isn't it amazing that it always goes back to praying and fellowship with God and reading your Bible, and that's what works? Because, <laughs> see, the devil wants to get us to say, well, Pastor, I've been doing this for years, and I'm just tired. I don't know if it's working. Let me just share with you. It's working a lot better than you think it's working. The alternative is not good. Because you'll wake up one day and go, how did I get here? Because you stop doing it, you will always float backwards. You'll always go backwards. Hallelujah. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to be steadfast. And he wants us to be generous in our lives of helping others. He does. Folks, that's what he, his, his heart is. He wants to do that. Now go with me. You're there in Psalms 51. Go to Psalms 30. Okay? Go to Psalms 30. Let me just share something. Because this is going to just stir your heart. Because I don't want to tell you, oh, you want to get it. But how do I do this, Pastor? How do, I, how do I stand up? How do I renew a, a right spirit in me? How do I grab a hold of the truths of the Word of God? Well, the same way you do everything. Same way you grab a hold of salvation. You believe in your heart and you said something with your mouth. Same way as you grab a hold of everything. You've got to believe something in your heart and you've got to say it with your mouth. See, because we're not defeated by saying the wrong things many times. In fact, now we've learned a lot of things about how not to have a negative confession or how not to say stupid stuff and, and say dumb things. The problem is, is that most of us are afraid to declare the right things. And we're afraid to declare what God says. We're afraid to be happy because everybody else is going to get mad at us. We don't want to share our testimonies of what God did in our lives. We don't want to share how good God was. We don't share the blessing because everybody's going to be mad that we got blessed and they didn't. And you're supposed to share your, but we're supposed to rejoice with our brothers and our sisters. We're supposed to be so thrilled. Why? Because we're in that same line. Hallelujah. You might not be up front yet and got yours, but you're in the same line. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're in the same line. Things are going to take place. It's going to happen. Amen? Hallelujah. Psalms 30, verse 10. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) He said this. He said, hear me, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Help me, O Lord. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I give you thanks forever. Hallelujah. If you want God to turn things around, if you want God to do things in your life, you cannot be silent. That's why you got to have a voice. You've got to, and, and, hey, even if the voice is just to you to encourage you to say, you need to, you need to start sharing things about yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? Glory to God. God's going to do this for us today. God's going to do these things today. You've got to have a voice of declaring the word of God. Amen? See, we've got to renew some things on the inside of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, in the King James Version says this. You know, it says, but we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, they believed and therefore they spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. We need to start sharing, saying, doing. We're going to do this. God's going to do this. You know, I told you all that I was born for this time. I am. I don't mind being the the point on the spear. I just, I love it. I love being fired up. I love declaring and love because that's who I is. You know, and and because I've been perfected through the things in which I suffered. And just like when when, when Pastor Pam was preaching and she said, you know, when David looked at Goliath and when he he was telling Saul, he remembered, hey, wait a minute, I killed the bear and I killed the lion. This dude's no big deal because I didn't, I couldn't kill the bear and I couldn't kill the lion. So I'm just going to walk out here and watch God kill this guy too. It's going to be cool. You see what I'm saying? And I look back and I go, gosh, it's a piece of cake. You know, I look back and go, I mean, I've been threatened not to preach the gospel. I've been surrounded. I've had guns in my face. I've been threatened to be killed. I've been threatened to be thrown in jail. Been threatened. I never, never got to you. Never got to go to jail. I haven't even been doing the gospel yet. You know, you read the book of Acts and you just feel backslid because you haven't been thrown in jail yet. And I don't want to go to jail, but it's like, hey, you think, golly, let's. So, so I said, well, wouldn't you be? I said, no, because God's God. You know, I don't want to go to jail for stealing or hurting anybody, but praise God. No, we've got to have a voice. Amen? And so we're steering the ship and we're going to declare some things. We're going to say some things. We're going to do things. And we're not afraid to rise up and build and rise up and go. I mean, I, I, I'm so thankful because uh, uh, Rayma Mexico, a friend of mine that's there, he's over Rayma. Anyways, they're building a million, uh, several million dollar building right now in the midst of all this crazy thing. Building it all out, building it, getting it all for, to house hundreds and hundreds of kids for school. See, it's awesome. Right in the midst of everything. It's like, hey, we're just going to do it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's being paid for. It's cool things. Good, good thing. I mean, you just look at it and go, let's just do this. Let's just watch this. You know, missionaries that we support. All right. They started seven churches last year. In, 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 in the eastern block of, of, of Europe and all the different things there. Seven churches. You know, at $4,000 a church, it doesn't cost a lot to start churches over there because they're usually house churches or different things there. But $4,000 a pop, that's 28000 But in the midst of all of this, they planted seven. Hallelujah. And in the time that they've been over there, just because you guys support them, you guys are, you're going to get all the reward in heaven. You didn't even know it. 
But uh, you know, they've, they've planted 300 churches you know, in all those areas in the time that they've been over there. God's done supernatural things uh, watching God do it because God's God. And, and all of them, you know, I talked to them all and they're all like, well, you know, for some reason God didn't, he didn't say stop doing what we're doing because there was a plague. Stop doing what we're doing because there was a, a, an economic downturn. Because we do everything because of his riches and glory, not because of ours. <laughs> you know, you know, the funny thing about God is God never gets affected by the, what goes on around here. He doesn't get affected by the economy, doesn't get affected by the climate. He said, man, he shows up all the time just like, eh, no big deal. Let's do this. Yeah. Everybody's like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Because, you know, you steer your life, you steer your life with your tongue. Amen? And you've got to speak Folks, that's, what I mean. that's why we're going to speak. We're going to speak words of faith because that's what we need to have right now on the earth. You know, I mean, it's just more stirring up in my heart right now more than anything else is that Luke 18, 8, that Jesus said this, when I come back to the earth, when the Son of Man comes back, is he going to find faith on the earth? Is he going to find people believing? Is he going to find people standing? Is he going to find people trusting in him? We are. He's going to find somebody right here, Harvest Bible Church. We, when he comes back, hallelujah, we're going to be the first ones to go. Because he's like, there's some faith people right there. They got their heart, they're doing this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to believe for it. Amen? Hallelujah. See, because right now, the word's going out, but because it's going out, it's landing on stony ground right now. And stony ground says that it, it gets in and it grows up a little bit, but it has no roots. So when affliction and persecution arises, pressure. (gasps) Pressure. People trying to get you to conform. Now we're not trying to be rebellious at all. We're not trying to get conformity. What we are trying to do is to live in faith and not in fear. You do what you do in faith. Everything you do, you have to do by faith because whatever is not of faith is sin. Okay? That's why you got to see and say, well, should I do this or do this? I said, I don't know. Can you do it in faith? If you can't do it in faith, don't do it. If you can't do it in faith, do not do it. Amen? And here's the thing, too. Let me just share this with you. You can't just say something once and think it's going to work. Thank you for your overwhelming response on that. Hallelujah. Because that's what we do. We say something in quiet. We say it in our own prayer time. We say something. We go, okay, man, I'm going to see if that's going to work. I got to see if that's going to work. I'm not going to tell nobody. You know. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says she kept saying and saying and saying, if I can just touch this garment, if I can just say, and, I, and I'm doing something illegal, I'm supposed to be unclean. I'm going to do something illegal. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be crying out unclean. I've got a blood issue. I've got a, and that was something she was supposed to be. That was she, unclean, unclean, unclean. That's what she was supposed to say every time she walked outside. And that's what she did for 12 years until she heard of Jesus. Hallelujah. And when she heard of Jesus, she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch him, I'm going to be healed. If I can just touch him, I'm going to be healed. If I can just touch him, I'm going to be healed. If I can just touch him, I'm going to be healed. And she touched him. And then Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? And Peter said, Lord, everybody's touching you. What do you mean, who touched you? He said, ah, somebody touched me with a hand of faith. And she fell down and told him, hey, I'm healed and whole because she knew it was immediately. Because, you know, if you've got something and you spend all your money and you, you know in your body, all of a sudden, bam, I am healed and whole. Glory to God. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Jesus didn't say I did. He said your faith. But it was her faith in the power of God. 
but she kept saying. See, what happens is, is that we've got to, and it's not that we're trying to convince anybody out there. What we're trying to do is just declare, watch what God can do. Remember, we talked about love's faith last week, about what love's faith is. It's not haughty. It's not prideful. We're not trying to brag. Are you kidding? I am bragging on Jesus and bragging on the Lord, but I'm letting everybody, listen, just watch and see. Just watch and see. Watch and see the power of God. Hallelujah. Now, here's the thing, too, is you've got to guard your thoughts. You've got to guard your heart, but you've got to guard your thoughts. So you've got to watch what you've got to guard, what you watch, what you're hearing. Man, if you watch just certain things and just hear certain sides, you are going to be brainwashed. They are, they are trying to, to get you in a mold and get you in a thing and trying to get you so that you just conform. And they're so afraid of you. I told you, we're the most dangerous people on the face of the earth right now. Hallelujah. It's awesome. Why? Because we can think for ourselves. Because we've got a God. We're thinking in line with the word of God. We're not thinking in line of the world. We're not thinking in fear. And if you are, you need to stop. You don't have nothing to be afraid of. If you're born again, if you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you do have nothing to be afraid of. If you haven't, well, then you need to be make Jesus the Lord of your life and make sure that you know your salvation. See, to have a steadfast spirit is to know, I'm, if I die, I'm going to go to heaven. Amen? Amen? Amen. We've got to grab a hold of this because we've got to speak truth, speak words of life. Amen? See, you, and, and here's the wonderful thing about it is when you breathe faith and you come in and you begin to speak words of life and you speak faith, it doesn't matter about the pressure. Because here's the thing. Let me just share with you. The, the devil's not after you. God's already got you. He's not after you. He's after the word of God in you. Every attack is against the word of God in you. Because if you don't act on the word of God, you're no better off than any sin or anybody. You don't get any benefits. Except to go to heaven. You get to go through life just as miserable as everybody else because you don't ever apply the promises of God. Hey, I know I grew up in church. I know how to be miserable. I grew up in church. They told us about don't do this, don't do that. I was thoroughly saved, but they never told us any of the promises of God, all except for salvation. That was it. They didn't even talk about being filled with the Spirit. You get saved, and now you got to endure. You just got to hang on to the end. And man, you just got to suck it up. And, and they, but they even went so far to say as God was doing it. That God was beating you up. That God was causing all these things. So don't tell me that for 18 years of my life I heard that. 18 years of my life I didn't know what to do. But glory to God, I got into the Bible for myself. And I got the word of God and I began to say, wait a minute, God's not up there beating. He's not not waiting for me to mess up and smack me, make me a greasy spot right there in the carpet. Hallelujah. He's for me. He's going to look. Even when Adam and Eve sinned and they blew it, God went looking for them. Come on. I mean, all from the very beginning, God made a plan. God made a way. God began to show. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And man, see, because they were like, see, because Romans 12, lest you think I've gotten off my subject, Romans, you know, Romans 12, verse 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be renewed in your mind. Amen. But we're getting renewed. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But you've got to be transformed. They told us, don't conform. But nobody told me how to transform. 
Nobody ever told me how to go from the caterpillar to the butterfly. They didn't tell me how to get, be this little thing that had just crawl through earth. Crawl, man, take four days to get from here to there to get to the next leaf. And God's saying, get out of him being the caterpillar. Get it, be a butterfly so you can fly there in seconds. So see, I've already been down that road of religion and down that road of, of do's and don'ts and down that road of trying to, how, how can I make myself better to get God to do something? How can I get God to do something? How can I get God to do something? And God said, I've already done it. Receive it. Take hold of it. Grab a hold of it. Amen. So I had to change my thinking. And folks, we're not to be afraid. We're not to be afraid. Amen. God spoke to our heart. Thank God for, for all the things that are going on and, and, and everybody trying to, to fix this thing naturally. But this is not a natural fix. It's a spiritual fix. It's God setting us up so that, listen, when nothing else works, how about God? Amen? See, because here's the thing. Getting back to the word. It's not about you. It's about the word of God in you. It's about you applying the word of God. That's why you're saying, well, I know I'm saved. God, what are you doing? It's like, wait a minute. See, the word of God tells you that your faith is supposed to look beyond the natural. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 18 says, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are temporal. They're subject to change. But the things that are not seen are eternal. So we're looking at the word of God and it changes us. It changes us, and it changes our perspective. It changes everything about us. Amen? Now, let me just share something with you, too. Only the word that you believe and that you act upon do you really know. You can have all the head knowledge in the world. You can have everything, you know. <laughs> you know it, 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 and the funny thing about it, the only the word that you really believe is the only the word that you actually do. And uh, so for, um, you know, verse 17 of that same chapter says, but this light affliction. The problem is, is that this light affliction is destroying Christians. It's wiped them out. We, we, don't under, we don't understand. I, I, I did, you know, Wednesday before I left there, after the hit, shared testimony, shared something, you know, just, I hadn't really shared that publicly in, in a lot of things. But I shared, you know, it, we have this tendency to think that if we're Christians, we ain't never going to have any problems. Those of you that have been Christians for some time, you already figured that out. That's a lie. <laughs> you know, yeah, they lied to you about that. That ain't working, okay? That's a lie. Anyways, that's one of my big pet peeves. And, you know, growing up, he just do this, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah that, ain't, that ain't true. So, but, uh, but what we figured out is that through, through this right here, though, is that tests and trials are going to come. Obstacles are going to come. You know, it's just like this. Let me just share. You know, we believe in Psalms 91. Protection. We still believe Psalms 91. His divine protection. We believe in Psalms 91. Believe that. I mean, I publicly and I say, hey, I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to let COVID come. I'm not going to be there. COVID came. We got, both got COVID. Good thing. She got it really bad. I didn't get it if hardly at all, but I did get it. So someone says, then I turn around and say, okay, now it can't stay. And then people get on. Well, I thought you said it wasn't going to come. Get all upset. So the pastor doesn't seem to bother you that it came and it said, no, because it has to go. Yeah. 
just changed my fight. I still exercise faith. Still exercise faith. For, I pray for divine direction. Still believe Psalms 91 with all my heart. But just because, you know, somebody got in or snuck in and came around, I got to have a little fight. You know, got a little skirmish. I still win the battle. Glory to God. I know the end. I still win the war. Even if I lose one or two, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to rise up and win. Because why? Because I win the war. The battle's not over. The battle's the Lord. The battle. He's good. I'm going to win no matter what. And as long as I'm breathing, glory to God, the fight's still on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. See, I never lose because I never stop fighting. I never stop moving forward because I won't quit. See, we look at, man, I guess I should go to the second page. I don't even know. I don't have these notes. I don't even know. I'm trying to, I look down at them. I can't even see here. So besides that, we need to, we need to wind this thing up. Let's see if there's anything good on this side. <laughs> go to Hebrews chapter 10. Let's close this thing up. <laughs> Someone says, Pastor, you hardly ever, I said, I know. I, I, I print all these things. They're so nice and pretty. Typed up, got everything together. It looks so good. And you don't get used very much. I'm trying. I let the when you know when I go back and listen, I go, man, God did okay. It's pretty good, and uh, that's why it always surprises me. I used to, used to, man. I used to get point one, point two, and do all that till the Lord said we got to just let God be God, and we're gonna. And I'm having fun. I mean, as you can see, I'm having fun. I'm gonna always have fun. And it's so nice to, to know that God's hand is, is there upon you. It's so nice to know that you're going in the right direction. Amen. That God's leading you the way you need to be. And, and when God speaks to you, you know, because I got to live it just like you guys have to live it. But here in, in Hebrews chapter 10, this is the whole crux of, of, re, of renewal, of renewing a steadfast spirit, of renewing our strength and renewing our joy and renewing our response and our obedience. Amen. We're all getting nervous about that, but that's okay too. Because that's it. Remember, the New Living said, hey, make me willing to obey you. Yes. Amen. God don't care about sacrifice. He wants obedience. Yes. All right. Well, Lord, I'll just give this up. You know, it's like, no, no, no. Why don't you just be obedient to do what I tell you to do? Well, Lord, I'll just give this up. And that way I don't have to be obedient. I'll just I'll sacrifice. That doesn't work. He wants obedience. Amen. But here in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, hallelujah. In, in the King James Version, it says, and I'm going to read verses 35 and 36. He says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Folks, I don't want you to throw away your confidence. A lot of people's confidence in God was really, really shaken through this whole ordeal. A lot of confidence in our prayers in a lot of things that didn't get answered, a lot of confidence in, our, in God. And you can see, you can see it in, and I know that's why, you know, people, you know, men of God, you know, that I'm connected with, we're all, hey, we've got to build faith back up in our folks. We've got to stir faith back up on the inside of them. We've got to let them know that God's still God. God's still doing it. Yeah, we've got to fight on our hands. Yes, we do. Glory to God. But aren't you glad we get to fight the good fight of faith? We get to lay hold of eternal life. We get to be the ones that gets to bring back the king. 
Hallelujah. Glory. We're the ones that are going to get to see Jesus come back. Hallelujah. For his bride, for his church. Glory to God. We're the ones that gets to end this thing up. Hallelujah. God's called us into the kingdom for that. Somebody said that when I shared that, somebody said, well, pastor, what happens if you live long and that doesn't happen? I said, glory to God. I'll have served my generation by the will of God and I'm going to receive my reward. But I've done my part. I got them one day closer. I got them one day more expecting. That don't bother me. I'm going to keep shouting, saying he's coming tomorrow every day. I'm going to believe in that. But that's okay. I'm still going to say it. Out of the New Living Translation, it says this. So don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. See, now's not a time to stop. I guess now's not a time to circle the wagons. You know what I mean by that? Now's not a time to circle the wagons. It says, says, well, yeah, but it looks like, what are we going to do? We are going. Why? Because the Calvary's coming. Listen, listen, the, the presence of God, the spirit of God, I know this. As we take hold of what God is speaking to our hearts and we speak words of faith, 2021 is going to be an amazing, amazing year for us. And it would, no matter what started and where it's going, God's hand, his plan. Because why? Because there's open doors. There's open doors. God's going to, favor is going to go before you like a shield. God's going to move. How did he, but we've got to renew a steadfast spirit on the inside of us. We've got to renew our minds to thinking that glory to God, God is a prayer answering God. Because he is. God's never failed us. God's never failed you. We've failed him many times, but he has never failed us. God's plan, his purpose for our life, he is there. God just believes we're stronger than we think we are. Okay? He does. And so we would hit. What do we do after the hit? We get up. Though a righteous man fall, he shall arise. How do we get up? We get up and we acknowledge that glory to God. God's word is so. God's still on the throne. God is still God. Hallelujah. He's still the Lord God Almighty. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? He's still there. He still can part the seas. Amen. He still can feed. He still can do. He still can do all the miracles that he has done and he's going to do. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Father, for just form-fitting this message for this congregation, for these folks, for those that are watching, those that are here. Father, but the biggest thing in all the world is salvation. The biggest thing is getting people born again, letting them know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But also not just that, but getting them to grow up in you. Father, making disciples. You want us to make disciples. Lord, we just honor you and love you. Oh, Father, we glorify your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You know, as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if you're here this morning or if you're watching, and when you, if you're watching this, even later on, you turn on and you watch this. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to. He loves you. He cares for you. You know, making Jesus the Lord of your life is simply believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus, which simply means that you just trust him. You believe that he's forgiven you, that he's forgiven you of all your sins. But you've got to say it. You've got to believe it. You've got to say it. With the mouth, we confess unto salvation. With the heart, we believe unto righteousness. God loves you. He cares for you. 
And if you're here under the sound of my voice here in the auditorium, if you're here and you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you say, I I need to come back home or I need to come to God, and that's okay. You need to come. Just raise your hand real high so I can pray for you. Hallelujah, because God loves you. Amen. I see that hand. Amen. Something happens when you acknowledge God. And I've raised my hand before and said, Lord, I need you. Anybody else want to join this one? That's before we pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And if you're doing it out there in your house or whatever, or if you're watching this, hallelujah, you just raise your hand and say, that's me. So let's pray this prayer together. All of us in the congregation, let's pray this prayer. Because it's just coming back to God. Say, Heavenly Father, I do believe that you sent Jesus to die for me. And so right now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for for the forgiveness you give to me. Jesus, I call you Lord because I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you're my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, Father, I pray not only for that one, but I pray for all. I pray, Father God, that you've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this, that this is the church's finest hour, that each and every one here are laborers sent forth into a harvest that's white unto harvest. Each and every one of us can give a reason, an answer for the reason of the hope that's within us. Lord, thank you for the harvest fields. We thank you for the harvest. And we thank you for the reign of the Spirit of God. Oh, the Holy Spirit, your reign, hallelujah, that falls and flows down upon us. Lord, we honor you for that. Thank you, Father, no matter what. No matter what, we're going to stand strong for you. We're going to declare your righteousness. We're going to declare your truth. And Lord, thank you for your hand upon Harvest Bible Church. Thank you for each and every one that's here and each and every one that's watching. Lord, we love you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Oh, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for your amazing grace. Hallelujah. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen. And amen and amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.